Okay, so a lot of you guys know that I actually got married a couple months ago, as did so many of my friends, and one thing we would highly recommend is investing in a wedding planner or coordinator. So that's why I have to tell you about our sponsor for today's episode, Oasis Coordination, who actually planned one of my best friend's weddings this past year. And if you are a bride, you know that wedding vendors are booking up quick for 2022 and even 2023. So be sure to hire somebody that you can trust. And I'm telling you, that's Oasis Coordination. Check her out at Oasis Coordination on Instagram or on their website. Again, that's Oasis Coordination. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. My name is Megan, and I am the host of this podcast and the founder of She Lives Purposefully, which is a ministry that equips women to pursue Jesus, live for Jesus, and live purposefully. I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast. I know that you are going to be so encouraged by it. My heart is for you, for you to walk with Jesus well, for you to live purposefully. I want to encourage you before we start this episode to encourage one friend today by sharing this episode with them, just one person. Build them up today in their walk with Christ. I know I can't wait to share it with my friends and all of you. I am so excited to tell you about our guest for today. Oh my gosh. But first, I just want to remind you, if you have not subscribed to the She Lives Purposely podcast or wrote a review, I would be so encouraged and would just love if you would do that. It lets me know what you think about the podcast, all the feedback, and it also lets other people who are coming across the podcast, um, wherever they're listening from just get an idea of what other people like you think about it. So if you would leave a review or subscribe or whatever it is, I would so appreciate that. Anyway, our guest for today is Asherita Chuchu, and she is a best-selling author, national speaker, missional entrepreneur. She's also a wife and a mom, a daughter, a sister, and a friend. She's been featured on Focus on the Family, Revive Our Hearts, Proverbs 31 Ministries, Moody Radio, Version. She has an incredible podcast, Prayers of Rest, which, by the way, has the most soothing intro. Um, She's just incredible. And today with her, we are going to be talking about um, her podcast, Prayers of Rest, a new book that's coming out, her testimony, just anxiety, peace, all those things. So without further ado, here is Asherita. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I am so excited um, to just chat with you. Why don't you just in your own words, um, just tell us about yourself and um, your testimony, all those good things, who you are. I'm so excited just to hear in your own words. This is our first time really connecting um, just who you are and, and your heart. Uh, Well, Megan, thank you so much for having me. It's my joy to be here. Um, Yeah, I'm Ashrita. I grew up as a missionary kid in Romania, and that's where I met my husband in fifth grade. Um, So we were friends for a long, long time before, um, yeah, we finally started dating in college. And he has just been, I think, one of God's choicest gifts in my life. God has brought so much healing um, through him. But yeah, we're married. We have three kids. We live in Northeast Ohio. Um, kids have a snow day. So I joked before we jumped on here that uh, <laughs> hopefully everything goes well and they're quiet. <laughs> but um, they're a lot of fun. Like I feel like everyone prepared me for how much work parenting would be and how tired I would be and I wouldn't have time to myself and like all these things. But no one really told me how much fun yeah. children are. Yeah. Um, 
And so they're, they are truly a delight. Their ages eight, five, and three. Um, okay. And so oh. they keep me busy, but oh, so humbling. Um, yeah, parenting them has been one of the humblest things I've ever done. Mm. And I write. Um, I write about Jesus. I invite women to experience him in new ways, to discover joy in Jesus through creative Bible habits. Um primarily just talking to people who've grown up in church and mm. are familiar with the things that we should do <laughs> yeah. uh, if we were good Christians, you know, like we would read our Bible and pray every day and hopefully have a, an hour-long quiet time habit. And and when we fall short of that, I feel like there's so much guilt and shame. Mm. Um, like yeah. I'm a bad Christian and God must be so disappointed in me yeah. and I just need to try harder and um, just the cycle of defeat. And... Yeah. It, it really is heavy on my heart to lead people to experience the joy that God offers mm-hmm. us. Uh, it's not about checking something off our list. It's not about praying because that's the right thing to do. Uh, it really is an invitation that God extends to us. And so that's been my whole ministry with One Thing Alone. Uh, started off blogging in 2013 when that was a big thing <laughs> and um, have just had a privilege to to continue to reach people around the world uh, in, in different media in different ways since then. Wow, that's incredible. That's something that really um, just personally resonates with me. I grew up in the church, pastor's kid, um, went to a Christian school. My mom was a teacher at the Christian school, so just very much like have to do the right thing, you know, kind of idea mm-hmm. and love the Lord. Like I got saved really young, but I think that everything you just talked about was very real in my mentality, almost like there is this, like you said, I think it was a cycle of like, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting what the word you used was. But um, I think just very much feeling like I had to measure up and almost like mm-hmm. earning favor and really having, yeah, that whole kind of mentality. So I, I love everything you were saying. Um, can you elaborate too, just a little bit, like going back, you talked about how you grew up in Romania. Um, so why why did you move to Ohio? Um, what was that process like? And yeah, all of that. Um, it's a long story. Most of my answers are long <laughs> stories. Uh, but the short of it, if we're going to try to make it short, um, my parents are Romanian. And so my dad was a pastor in Romania in the 1980s. And this was during communism. Um, and so there was a lot of pressure to collaborate with secret police to give over lists of people who were being baptized or um, the names of Bible smugglers. And um, refusal to cooperate often meant imprisonment, um, torture, even death. Um, and so the short of it is my dad's refusal to cooperate and um, turn in people who who loved Jesus and who mm-hmm. followed him uh, resulted in death threats. And it became clear that they had to leave the country. So at this point, it was my mom and dad who were both in their early 20s and um, my older brother, who was about three years old. And my mom was um, six months pregnant with me. When she left the country, she went to Athens and the fact that she was even able to leave and how God protected and provided, like it really is such a beautiful story of God's faithfulness. Um, But eventually my dad and older brother um, snuck across the border in the middle of the night. Again, the fact that they made it out alive is is just a miracle. And um, we reunited in Greece. Um, Their desire was to raise their family in religious freedom so that they, we would not 
experienced the same persecution that my parents had. And so we came to the States because they were Romanian. They were looking for a Romanian church that needed a pastor. And um, there was one in Akron, Ohio. And so that's where we settled and lived here. Um, I was born in Greece, by the way. Like there was a a period of about nine months in between um, all of that happening. And then a year later, we we came here. Um, And so early 90s, I grew up in Akron, Ohio, went to kindergarten, first grade here, um, didn't really anticipate any of that changing. Yeah. Um, but communism ended, the Iron Curtain <laughs> fell in 1989, shortly after my parents got here, and they really felt God's call on their life to go back to Romania mm. and to bring the gospel to the gypsy wow. people, the, yeah. the Roma. Um, they're a distinct ethnic group within the country, really throughout Europe. And um, there's just a lot of discrimination, even within Mm. the church, um, not wanting to envelop uh, this people group into God's family. And so we went back in 1995 as missionaries to the gypsies. And Megan, it was like watching the book of Acts come alive. Um, Like God's spirit just moving in amazing ways in their midst. And and hundreds of people coming to know Jesus and love him and surrender their lives to him. And the transformation that happened, not just spiritually, but Mm. socially and economically and relationally in their families. Um, It truly, I think for me personally, it solidified my view of God as someone who is active and powerful and involved and interested in what's happening in the world. And not just the God of the Old Testament or the New Testament, you know, that doesn't have much to do with our lives today, but rather uh, a very present help. And Mm. um, yeah, I, from a young age, I must have been, I think eight or nine when I started helping my mom in Sunday school. And I was 13 when I uh, dedicated my life Mm. to serving God and saying, okay, whatever that looks like, I, you know, I'll probably be a single missionary like Amy Carmichael and (laughs) serve Jesus the rest of my days. I had no idea what Mm. he had in store for me. Um, The internet wasn't really a thing then. Boys still had cooties then. Like everything (laughs) was different. Um, And yet God honored, honored that desire. Mm. And, you know, it kind of, we started with my current day and now going back there and and coming back to the current day, seeing what God has done, Mm. um, the way he has allowed me to come alongside what he is doing in the world today is just such an incredible privilege. Uh, God absolutely is involved. He absolutely is doing tremendous work through his spirit. And even though these are hard times, and I think the church in the West is um, experiencing a cleansing, uh, that's good work that God is doing. And we get to be a part of that. Wow. No, that's incredible. I think it's such a um, convicting story too. Like for me and just so many people in the West who are, I guess, very, um, I guess it's very easy for us to not really realize like how many people around the world need to cling to their faith and like cling to Jesus no matter what the cost is and like flee Mm -hmm. like you guys did if that's necessary and then for your family to go back as well um I think is just so bold and it's such a good testament of like just bold faith and doing what the Lord calls you to regardless and I love how you said too like how the Lord has um brought you alongside like his plans and what he's done like bringing you to that because I think so often we 
we can think of our purpose um, and what the Lord has for us as a very me, me, me centered thing. But no, it's like what like the Lord is going to bring me on for like what he has for the Uh world, not like the other way around. Um, And just being so surrendered to that as well, like the way that your parents were and now like the way that you are um, such a very like humbling. um, Yeah, I guess very humbling thing just to hear and be like, okay, just for everybody listening and for myself, like it's whatever the Lord has for me and not like my desires. And right now, you know, manifestation, super popular, like what I want, what I want, what I want. It's like really for the Lord. So, wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I think the big takeaway is that God is always faithful Hmm. Um, and he will take our surrendered. Yes. uh, The here I am (laughs) ready to do whatever you have for me. Um, And, and when you are in that heart posture, you will do his will. Um, I mean, I, I remember in my early twenties in college, like just, God, I, could you just show me your will? Like, I just, I just want to know what you want me to do. I just want to do the right thing. Like, uh, this wrestling and restlessness that was coming from a sincere place. But, um, I had a a college advisor (laughs) sit down with me once and I'm like, how do I know? How do I know that I'm picking the right major? How, how do I know that, you know, that job that I want to take is the right thing that God has for me. And he looked at me and he's like, Asherita, just keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Look around and see what he's doing mm-hmm. and join him in that. And and when you <laughs> allow God to use you where he's placed you, you're going to do his will. Yeah. Uh, it's less about the, the what and more about our heart and the how. Mm-hmm. And uh, we serve the God who takes five loaves and two fish and multiplies them to feed the multitudes. And so we never know what our little in the hands of our God can do. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so good. That's so good. And just such an encouragement, I think. Um, Because as you know, like this is She Lives Purposefully. And a lot of girls, I think no matter really what age or where you're at, I think especially in college, sometimes it's a very like heavy season for this, but you're wondering like, what does God have for me? Um, And I just think that's so important. Like keep seeking him, see what he's doing in the world, follow after him. And I love what you said, too. It's less about the what and more about our hearts and just, like, seeking and following him. So that's really cool. Um, This is kind of, I guess, almost pivoting a little bit, but just kind of reflecting on all the things that you and your family went through and, um, you know, your parents even going back, and you were saying that you can see kind of that um, almost – inching that way in the West a little bit in different areas, what encouragement or exhortation, I guess, would you give to believers in the West right now? Just kind of, um, I think we can oftentimes, and not everybody, of course, but like oftentimes be um, naive to the things that other people around the world go through, other believers around the world. Um, And even very complacent, I guess I would say. Um, So yeah, just what encouragement or exhortation would you give to believers? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that there are two things that come to mind. Um, one is to remember that the church is the body of Christ mm. and the bride of Christ, and he is committed mm. to his bride. Um, and so that that means we're part of something global, that um, our local church, that our national uh, gathering of believers is not 
the church, the bride of Christ, right? We are a part of what his spirit is doing in the world. And I, again, we can turn this into something that's like a spiritual to-do list. Like, oh, I should be keeping up on the, the news about believers around the world. I should be praying for the persecuted church and I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And I think we, especially those of us who grew up in the church, have a tendency to hear these things and turn it into a to-do list. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and so hear me when I say that's not what I'm saying, right? Yeah. What I am saying is um, it changes our perspective mm. when we become aware of what God's spirit is doing in the world. Mm. And it is our privilege to partner with our brothers and sisters who are experiencing persecution um, in a way that we might never experience. And yet we can come alongside and support them in our prayers. And so it's not a have to, it's something that we get to do. Yeah. So that would be one thing, like just broadening your horizon when you're able to reading up on what's happening in the world read about what god's spirit is doing and Mm -hmm. how he's moving and that we get to be a part of this Uh, and so it's one body many parts in in that sense right we get to support other parts of the body in our prayers but also the church is global but it's also very very local Mm -hmm. um and i know especially like i said in in this generation, in this time, it feels like, man, we're just hearing a lot of bad news stories mm-hmm. about the church. Just yeah. a lot of, oh, it, it hits deep when you see that leaders are are being unveiled for hidden sin, for um, all sorts of things that you're like, this is not, yeah. this is not what the body of Christ should be like. Um, and, and so again, the reminder that, Jesus is committed to his bride Mm. and he is the one who will cleanse her and present her before the father, blameless and spotless because of his own sacrifice. Mm. Um, And so when we see those things, again, we, we get to join in prayer. Um, It might be that we get to join in some other ways as well. Um, But I, the older I get, Megan, the more committed I am to the local church, Mm. Um, not because it's perfect, (laughs) uh, but because God calls us to community. And so much of the growth that he has for us happens in face-to-face relationships. And even just last summer, um, our local church went through a crisis, um, just some really ugly things that were Mm. happening and and a lot of disturbing things that were unveiled that most people in the pews didn't know about. And I had to battle my own cynicism of saying yeah. like, here we go again. Like, I can't believe, like I, I read this in the news lines. I can't believe it's here local yeah. in my own church happening. Um, and the temptation then is to distance, right? To say, I can't trust anyone. I don't wanna do this. Why do we need the church? I'll right. just read my Bible and pray. Um, and again, this is not a have to, like, I have to go to church on Sunday. This is a get to. Mm. We belong to each other. And so there, there mm. is beauty in relationship, um, even in the hard. And, and that's something that I'm actually, just yesterday, I recorded an interview with my local pastor talking about this for mm. our new season on the podcast. Um, just what does it look like to rest in God um, when you're experiencing church hurt? How do you process that with God in prayer? Um, And and how does God continue to be faithful in the midst of that hard? So so two things, think globally when it comes to the the church and then think locally when it comes to the church. And I think that's where we experience a lot of health and a lot of growth. Mm, I think that's amazing. And I think it's so needed. Um, 
yeah, just because I, I, it's so easy, like you were saying, you hear so many things um, just in the news and negative stories and really just heartbreaking, heartbreaking mm-hmm. stories um, yeah. about leaders in the church and people in the church. And so to really, like you were saying, it can be so easy to just cast it off then and be like, all right, well, that's not perfect. My church isn't perfect. You know, why should I? attend or whatever it is um and then you end up never finding like a perfect church so then you don't go to church and then it's a whole thing but um yeah I just love everything you were saying I think that's really crucial we need each other we are the body of Christ and we can't be you know individual by ourselves without without each other that's not the way that um the Lord kind of made it to be so yeah that's so encouraging thank you for that yeah um two okay so let's pivot um talking about fear and anxiety. And, um, so you have a new book coming out. Um, so why don't you tell us about that? Um, and then let's just dive into kind of the topic of that, you know, um, just rest and slowing down, but also how to find rest through prayer in fear and anxiety, because fear and anxiety are just so rampant right now. I know that it's increased in my own life and, and combating that has become something that, more than ever before, I felt like I'd need to, you know, really focus on and and I think just across the globe too. So um, yeah, tell us about that and, and your heart <laughs> in that. Yeah, Megan, I think um, all of us are facing a lot more anxiety, um, restlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a sense of hustle and having to uh, yeah. just do more to try to catch up. <laughs> and um, yeah, I would say personally, I I don't think I really struggled with anxiety very much growing up. Um, you know, part of it might have just been this sense of security of, of God is alive and at work. And, uh, and so that kind of overshadowed, um, in some ways, um, other things that might have caused me to be fearful, but the last few years, um, especially with the pandemic, I remember we were two weeks into lockdown, March of 2020, and um, we were we were at home, all of us, right? Lockdown, quarantine, whatever it is, uh, we called it um, two weeks straight with my husband and children. And I love them. They're yeah. a lot of fun. Right. Also, I'm an introvert. Yeah. And so Me too, yeah. um, it just got to the point where there was nothing left to give. There was nothing left in me to pour out. Um, and I just needed space. Like... <laughs> I couldn't even hear my own thoughts. Yeah. And um, it was like, if someone asks me for a snack one more time, <laughs> God help me, <laughs> I'm going to lose it. <laughs> um, and and I, I remember I was at the sink, just like this, this pressure was building in my chest and I started like actually shaking. Mm. Um, and, and my breathing was coming in really short spurts. And I'd never experienced this before. Um, and, and I started crying and I was like why am I crying I don't know why like no one had like said anything or done anything recently it was just a state of overwhelm and I like (laughs) the kids I don't know were playing frozen or something and singing and dancing I was like I really just I need to get away so I locked myself in the laundry room Mm. and I sank to the floor and just started sobbing Mm. and and my body was shaking uncontrollably and and now I know from Dr. Google that it was a, a panic attack. Yeah, Dr. Google, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Dr. Google, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I didn't know it at the time, but I was experiencing that that overwhelming sense of anxiety. 
Um, and I, in that moment, I was on the floor just saying, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Mm. And, and that was just like, those were the only words I had. I had nothing else to say. Mm. And I couldn't even like bring order to my thoughts. Only thing I could say is, God, I can't do this anymore. Mm. And yet on the horizon, there was nothing else except more and more days yeah. of the same thing. Right. Like there was no escaping this pressure cooker situation that I was in. And it led to the sense of hopelessness. Um, and I think I was there for like 15 or 20 minutes, just kind of like trying to gather myself and, and repeating over and over again, I can't do this anymore. And, and in the midst of that, um, it was not an audible voice, but there were words mm, yeah. coming to my heart and mind saying, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in time of trouble. Mm. Psalm 46, one. Yeah. And I sat with that. I was like, yeah, that's true. And five seconds later, I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the court, God is our refuge and strength. Mm. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. God is our refuge and strength. And, and gradually the truth of scripture of who God is <laughs> overpowered and, and became louder than the voice of, I can't do this yeah. um, until he brought calm mm -hmm. and he brought rest and he brought peace there on the laundry room floor. And, and I, I clung to those words from Psalm 46, like a lifeline that God is yeah. our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Um, and it became too, so clear to me right then that this is what I need. Like I, I need to get away, whether it's in the laundry room or it actually ended up being on the floor of my closet um, and just be with God. Because if I don't make time to to rest in God's mm. presence, then there was no way I was going to survive the next few weeks of lockdown. Well, like it yeah. just was not going to happen. Yeah. And um, I, I posted something on Instagram and I said, hey, I know I need time with God in prayer and I could use some accountability. And I feel like there are probably other people like me that, that know they need some time in prayer. And uh, I'm going to wake up every morning at 7 a.m. And I'll be going live streaming here on Instagram, praying. Mm -hmm. So if anyone wants to join me, uh, you're welcome to. And Megan, that next morning, I woke up at seven, which was early for lockdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I hit go live and I was like, I don't know if anyone else is going to join me, but I know I need this. Mm -hmm. um, and and yeah, there were dozens of women from wow. around the world that joined in and and we prayed scripture uh, we prayed through this acronym REST that mm -hmm. I had developed to kind of help me um, center my heart and my thoughts on scripture and, and stay focused on prayer instead of getting distracted yeah. during my prayer time. And it has built in time for stillness and silence and just being with God. And so those were half hour calls, prayer calls. And mm -hmm. uh, we did this for eight weeks every day, wow. showing up and praying and resting in God's presence. And mm. it transformed my experience of the lockdown in that like my kids were still home. They still needed three meals a day and right. lots of snacks. Like my circumstances didn't change. Um, and yet being in God's presence filled me with his peace, 
uh, with his rest, it, it was like God was extending this invitation to me all along, but it wasn't until I actually took him up on it that I received the grace he wanted to give me. Mm-hmm. And it's not just me. Like I got messages and DMs and voice messages from people around the world who were joining into this live prayer call saying, yeah. this is changing my experience of, of the pandemic. And it has brought mm-hmm. so much peace. So um, after eight weeks we turned it into a weekly podcast because there were people who wanted to join, but that time didn't work because they were in a different time zone and and we still wanted them to be a part of it. So it's become a weekly podcast. It's called Prayers of Rest. And every week I guide listeners in a 10 minute guided prayer session where you get to talk with God (laughs) and rest in his presence. Mm. And um, that has now also become a daily devotional. So 365 prayers of rest for all different kinds of situations and needs. And some are praying through uh, themes of scripture Mm. or praying through parts of the Bible, um, praying the Sermon on the Mount or praying the armor of God, praying the fruit of the spirit. And uh, it's a resource that's coming out in April is what we're planning. And I'm so excited to be able to equip the church, the local church, the global church, yeah. <laughs> um, to rest in God's loving presence through prayer. I love that. That is, that's incredible. I'm excited. I was telling you this before the call, but I'm so excited for this um, to come out in potentially um, April. I <laughs> hopefully. cannot, hopefully, April. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Prayerfully, yes, it's going to come. Um, but it sounds so incredible and so peace giving. And I think it is so um, just amazing that the Lord, and you see it throughout scripture too, how he just really directly meets people in fear. Like he knows that there's going to be fear and anxiety. And he tells us, you know, um, to, with Thanksgiving to pray and then, you know, to think on good things and pure things and the ways that he helps us to, to do that. But how amazing it is that just seeking him and praying and resting in his presence, like really helps to combat that. Um, so I was curious too, because you said, um, that you had kind of an acronym that you were leading the women through rest. Could you elaborate just Mm -hmm. a little bit on that? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, so I'll walk through it, but, um, it might be a lot to remember the first time. So I actually have a printable prayer bookmark that you can download. Listeners can find at prayersofrest.com. We can link that in the show notes too. Yeah. Yeah. If if you want to download it, it'll be easier to kind of have it in front of you when you want to pray. So, uh, rest, R-E-S-T. The R stands for recite God's goodness. Mm -hmm. And so whether you're praying scripture or you're praying through a specific situation or a relationship, or you're praying through hard emotions, uh, you start by reciting what is true about God, reminding yourself of his goodness, of his faithfulness, mm-hmm. of his presence. Um, if you're praying scripture with this method, you you look at the verse or the passage and say, what does this tell me about who God is? And how can I worship and praise him for that? Um, we... <laughs> I feel like we suffer from soul amnesia, Mm. (laughs) which is like we forget who God is and what he's done from one day to the next. And we look at the Israelites and we judge them for it. But honestly, like I do that in my own life, right? And (laughs) and I have experienced God's goodness. Like my whole childhood was watching him work powerfully. Mm. And yet there I was on the laundry floor being like, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't do this anymore. Like we're so quick to forget. And so that is why we start by reciting God's goodness, Mm -hmm. reminding ourselves who he is, 
and what he has done, both in scripture and throughout history, but also in our own lives. Um, and and that, that alone just kind of helps reset um, our, our thought pattern, especially when we're in a downward spiral. So the R is recite God's goodness. Mm. We move then to the E and rest, which is express your neediness. So again, if you're bringing scripture, you look at this passage, you say, what does it reveal about me? Is there sin uh, that I need to confess? Mm. Is there something that God is inviting me to cast my cares on him? If you're praying through a situation or a relationship, uh, what is it that, that is bothering you right now? What is it that's going on? What is heavy on your heart? Yeah. What's causing anxiety? What's keeping you up at night? Mm. Express those needs to God. Um, you know, we, so many scriptures, I think Peter says that we get to cast our cares on him yeah. because he cares for us. The writer of Hebrews says that we get to approach the throne of grace with confidence because our high priest has been tempted in every way yet without sin. And so he empathizes with our weaknesses. Yeah. Like we get to come before the throne boldly and confidently mm. because he gets it and he loves us and he has empathy for us and he will give us what we need in our time of need, but we need to ask. And, and so we begin by reciting God's goodness, but then we move to express our neediness. Mm. Uh, and we do that with open hands <laughs> saying here, here's everything because I know you can handle it, God, and you invite me yeah. to bring all these things to you. Mm. And Megan, honestly, like I said, I grew up in the church um, and I grew up praying. I've loved Jesus as long as I can remember. Um, and yet my prayer life was always like it ended right there, right? So praise and worship. Thanks God for who you are. Yeah. Uh, maybe Thanksgiving, some supplication here, help me out here. And then I would run off and, and go with my day. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, I get it because I'm a mom and I'm teaching my children now how to pray. Mm. And um, there's, I feel like, there's building blocks, right? <laughs> and so um, I started by teaching my children to thank God for, for who he is and for the gifts mm. in his life. And we've just recently added in confession and, and expressing your needs, wow. right? Yeah. But when we stop there, um, we miss out on the gift of God's own presence. Well, yeah. Like he offers us not just to answer our our prayers not just to provide for our needs but the greatest gift he offers is himself mm. and so that is why i even built out this rest model because i needed to be reminded to be still with god um, and so the s and rest we recite god's goodness we express our neediness and now we move to seek his stillness mm. you know that chapter um psalm 46 that i quoted earlier god is our refuge and strength a very present help in time of trouble. But it goes on to verse 11 and it's, God says, be still mm. and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And so the S is seek his stillness. It's God's invitation to us to become aware of his loving presence surrounding us and filling us through mm. his own spirit. Yeah, wow. Well. So this is the time when, you know, we talk, 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 talk in our prayers. This is the time to listen. Mm. This is the time to be quiet. This is the time to ask God, is there anything you want to say to me? Is there anything you want to show me 
about this relationship, about this situation that I'm going through. Yeah. And sometimes he might bring to mind a scripture. He might bring to mind a, a conversation that you've had, or maybe he brings something to mind that um, feels like a distraction, like, oh, I should text so-and-so back. But the more you sit with it, the more you're like, oh, no, that that actually connects to this. <laughs> like, like, that is God's answer. Yeah. He's prompting me to do something. Mm. Um, and in those moments, I like to have like a little um, notepad or sticky notes next to me just so I can jot down some things and then go back <laughs> to being still with God. Mm. Um, but what a privilege that God has placed his own spirit in us. Yeah. And he speaks to us when we take time to listen. Mm. And so the S is intentionally built in the middle of the prayer acronym because I don't like to leave things unfinished. Um, but if it was at the end, I'm afraid I would just like move on <laughs> and yeah. do whatever. But but here it is. We've recited God's goodness. Mm. We've expressed our neediness. We've taken time to seek his stillness and just be with him and be loved by him and, and listen to what his spirit wants to say to us. And finally, it's time to trust God's faithfulness mm. that... Um, we take time to declare our confidence in God, that he is who he said he is, yeah. and he will do what he said he will do mm. in the world and in our lives too. And so we we preach to our own heart and soul the good news of the gospel, mm. that God is faithful, that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who rose Lazarus from the dead, the God who moved uh, and, and spread his church like wildfire through the spirit in the book of Acts, like that same God is living and active today. Yeah. And so these things that I've brought before him and, and I've expressed these needs to him, the situation that has kept me up at night, right. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to say, God, I trust you. Well, I, I'm not going to worry about it anymore. And, and when I am tempted to be fearful or anxious, I'm going to remember that, no, I entrusted this to you mm. and you are trustworthy. And so I can rest in that. And if there's anything that I, I felt God calling me to do that I need to now go and obey, I'm going to trust him that as I partner with him in obeying the spirit, that he is going to do his good work through that, that he will be faithful to finish mm. the good work that he started. Wow. And so here we are, we, we moved through this rest prayer acronym, going from a place of restlessness and fear and anxiety and a downward spiral to a place of rest and trust mm. and obedience. And so it doesn't change the circumstances around us, but it changes us. Yeah. And we're able to move then into our day, um, empowered by God's spirit, resting in his promises, mm -hmm. um, knowing that we are partnering with him in the work that he is doing. And Megan, that, that changes everything. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing, um, just sharing that with us. That is so good. I especially love, um, honestly, just the S and the T, like, because I, and I guess maybe it's because it's something that we so often kind of like skip over, like you were saying, like being still in just his presence and listening for what he has to say, because we're always such in a rush or whatever it is. Um, but also then reflecting on and trusting in his, um, his faithfulness, like after bringing all those things to him. I love that so much. Um, and I think too, just for the girl who maybe is, was thinking to herself, like, I don't really know how to pray. Prayer is important, but like, what do I do? I'm not sure. Like, I feel like it's kind of 
doesn't seem fruitful for me when I do it or whatever. Like this is such a good layout of, of how to pray. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. And, and I will say, um, like I'm a fan of prayer discipleship and, Mm. (laughs) um, like I said, with my own kids, these are building blocks, right? And so if, if you feel like you can grab hold of the rest prayer acronym and run with it, then go like do it. That's why I built it out. This is why I teach it. That's why the, my prayer podcast walks you through this rest acronym in less than 10 minutes. Mm. Right. But if that feels too overwhelming and you're like, what now? I can't remember this. <laughs> uh, just download the prayer bookmark at prayersarrest.com mm. and just take a week and just recite God's goodness, right? Yeah. Don't even worry about the rest of it. Just for, for every time that you feel anxious about a situation, just do the R, just recite God's goodness, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next week, add the E. So you start by reciting God's goodness and then express your needs and, and just do that for a week or two until that feels natural mm. and then build in the S and then eventually the T and and you'll find that this rhythm of resting in prayer becomes second nature. Yeah. But don't, again, we have a tendency to turn these things into do, to-do lists, right? And if, like I said, if, if I stop with the E and I don't move on to the S and T, I feel like I've somehow failed in prayer. Like right. that is not God's heart toward mm. us. He invites us to experience rest in him. And wow. and if it means that you take baby steps because you're a new believer or you're just learning to pray, then absolutely just take it slowly and discover the joy of, of resting in God's presence, even just one tiny step at a time. I, I love that. That's so good. Um, and to just kind of wrapping up here, but what would you say to the girl? And I'm thinking this because you had brought up, you know, you got up at 7 a.m. like during the pandemic at the beginning of things when that was way too early for most people, you know, um, <laughs> the girl who feels like, you know, they don't have the time to pray or they forget to pray or, um, yeah, I guess is just thinking along those lines. Like I always forget to, I don't have the time to, I'm too busy. What would you say to that girl who's listening to this, um, right now? And it, it sounds perfect because your podcast is 10 minutes, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, just kind of elaborate if you, if you would on that to the girl who feels like she doesn't have time. Yeah. Yeah. So this is actually like a sweet spot for me because I love to talk about creative Bible habits, Mm. (laughs) creative spiritual habits. Um, And the intro of the Prayers of Rest book actually has a whole section about how to build habits that work for your season of life. Mm. Um, Because I think we have this ideal of if I'm not praying for an hour, then I'm not doing it right. And so I might as well not try. (laughs) Um, And that doesn't work. It just doesn't work for us. And so let's rethink how we do prayer habits, right? Um, And so one of the first things that I say, and this is based on a lot of other people's research into habit formation, um, but one of them is make it tiny, right? So if this is a new habit for you, don't set a goal to pray for a half hour or even 10 minutes. Maybe that's too much for where you are. Uh, Make a tiny habit of just two minutes, right? Mm. I can pray for two minutes until that two minutes feels natural. And then maybe I bump it up to the 10 minutes and I listen to the Prayers of Rest podcast. Um, But one thing is make it tiny. Another thing is link it to something you already do. And Megan, Mm. this was a game changer for me. Yeah. Because instead of feeling like I need to build this huge chunk of time in prayer, um, when I became a mom, one of the things I did is I linked prayer to different tasks throughout the day. So I'm brushing my teeth for two minutes in the morning. 
I'm going to pray. I'm going to have a Bible out open and I'm just going to pray one verse (laughs) and just work through that for two minutes and I'll be good. And, And once you have that habit established, maybe you add prayer to your commute. Maybe you add um, a time to pause to pray when you're eating lunch or um, maybe when you're making coffee. Like when we link a new habit to something we're already doing, we are extremely likely (laughs) to follow through with it. And that's just brain science. Okay. So we make it tiny. We link it to something we're already doing. We celebrate small wins, right? If um, you don't have a habit of praying every day and you, you made this tiny goal of praying for two minutes and you did it five times of the last seven days, if you did it three times of the last seven days, that's progress. Like yeah. we tend to look at the four days you didn't pray, but you prayed three days. Mm. That's progress. And so celebrate the work that Jesus's spirit is doing inside of you with him. Wow. Say, thanks God. Like that's yeah. three days. That's awesome. And, and so we go through this cycle of building tiny prayer habits into our day, linking it to something we're doing, celebrating what God's spirit is doing in mm. us. And and the more we approach this with an attitude of an invitation to us, a get to, yeah. uh, the more joy we'll find in it. I love that. I love too how you keep coming back to kind of combating um, the condemnation that we put on ourselves for like failing, you know, looking at the four days or um, I can't do it long enough. So why even try? I think that's something um, and I'll just speak for myself, like especially I think growing up in the church, I really struggle have struggled with and even today like do so I love that you keep bringing that up because it's so important and you know just like celebrating the little wins too like that the Lord is working in you and I think that's such an encouragement to to really recognize that that he's working in you he's moving through you and it's not failure to you know be praying for two minutes instead of 10 and um yeah so I love that that's great so encouraging um and I wanted to say too I loved your point about um how we can incorporate it into the areas that we are already like things that we're already doing in our day um i remember when i was going to school and interning i would use like the train ride to school and then my car ride to interning um as my times to pray like i would have a notebook on the train couldn't do that while i was driving but for the train i did um and i would you know go through and pray for different people and things um just different circumstances and and then on the car ride too so just i love that you said that already incorporating it into spaces in your day that you you can incorporate that into instead of just and and it's great to do this too but like setting aside a separate time but also to just have it if you really feel too busy into parts of your day that are already there so that was great yeah and if you have a schedule that's not set I think that can also be a challenge like yeah. maybe you work a swing shift or you know maybe <laughs> you have different days of the week that look different yeah. um you again creative habits right you can you can be creative with this it can look different in different seasons. Mm. Um, there was one season when one of my kids was young and wasn't sleeping very well. And I, for the life of me, could not wake up before like 730. Yeah. <laughs> like I just would not be able to function. And um, most of the time I was just waking up whenever she was waking up. And um, it was it was a brutal season. And so my my tiny habit for that season was the first time I get in the car, I'm going to listen to this prayer um, podcast that, that I was listening to. And it's just like 
about 10 minutes. Like it was an inspiration for my prayer podcast. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that first car ride happened at 8 a.m. And sometimes that first car ride didn't happen until 2 p.m. But I just knew the first time I get in the car, the first thing I'm going to listen to Mm -hmm. is this prayer podcast. And after that, I can listen to other podcasts. I can listen to audiobooks. Like, again, no shame, no guilt, no condemnation. <laughs> yeah. But even being flexible with that, saying no matter what time of day, I'm going to attach it to something I'm going to do anyway mm. and um, meet with Jesus in that time. That is so good. I love that. Well, thank you so much for this. Was seriously so encouraging, and um, I know it's going to be encouraging to everyone who's listening right now. Um, so, if you could just remind us where we can find you, your podcast name, the book coming out, all the things. Um, I know, like I said, I cannot wait to get my hands on this book. Um, so, yeah, just remind us of your Instagram handle, all of it, so we can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find everything about prayer at prayersofrest.com. You'll find the podcast there. The book is linked there for you to be able to pre-order. And the prayer bookmark is there as well. And I just want to say, I'm not sure when this episode is airing, but we do have a really great prayer pre-order bonus, um, which is when you pre-order the book, I recorded an audio, a private like audio podcast that's praying through the Bible. So from Genesis to Revelation, one verse from each book that points to God's love. And so if you've ever like started reading through the Bible and got lost in like Leviticus or Numbers, and then again, there's that shame and that guilt, right? I've never read through the Bible. (laughs) Uh, This is your opportunity to pray through the Bible. Mm. Um, The prayers are less than five minutes so that you can do it every single day um, or link it to something you're already doing. But that is our pre-order bonus to encourage you in your prayer habit formation um, when you pre-order the book. So all of that at prayersofrest.com. And then the best way to stay in touch with me, honestly, is through my weekly email. I send out a weekly email devotional Mm. and you can sign up for that at asherita.com backslash devotional. And um, I read every email that comes in my inbox and I reply as often as I can. That's amazing. That's perfect. So wait, when does this pre-order bonus um, end? Like when is that wrapping up? Yeah, probably when the book releases. So uh, there's been a little bit of like uh, with a pandemic, not sure with printing and everything, but we're shooting for April. So um, if you pre-order the book before April-ish, um, you'll get that pre-order bonus. Okay, well, I will pre-order before April-ish, and we will <laughs> air this podcast too before then so that everybody has the opportunity to uh, get on that bonus. That's incredible. Um, wow. Well, thank you again so much. If you have a last encouragement for it, the community at She Lives Purposely and um, the girls who are listening, whether it's related to you know fear and anxiety, prayer, um, boldness even in faith, whatever it is, what what would that be for them? Yeah, I'm, I mean, the thing that's been on my heart most recently um, is Jesus' words in Matthew 11. He looks at a crowd of people that were, yeah, fearful and anxious mm-hmm. like us, that were dealing with a lot of things. And he says to them, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm. That's Jesus's invitation to you today. As you're listening to this, whatever it is that you're going through, Jesus is saying, come to me. He wants to give you rest. 
Friend, I hope and pray that you were encouraged and equipped by this episode. If you were, be sure to encourage and build up one friend today by sharing this episode with them. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to the She Lives Purposely podcast so that you don't miss a single encouraging episode and leave a review so that others who may stumble upon this podcast will know whether or not they should check it out. Friend, live for Jesus well today, live purposefully, and have a fantastic rest of your day.